0: Hey there! Welcome to Before the Green After the Checkers, a NASCAR fan podcast, and we are your hosts. I am Evan Locke.
1: I'm Don Johnston. And
2: I'm Lee Locke.
1: NASCAR. We watch it, we talk about it, and now we're sharing it with you.
2: Every week we'll talk Before the Green, predictions for the upcoming race, we'll talk After the Checkers, a recap of what happened last week, and we'll throw in a little of the in-between too.
1: But we can't promise it will always be in that order. We also have Corey's question of the week, and let's face it, lots of questionable banter between ourselves.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy our content and share it with a friend. Without further delay, let's go. um a fun race
1: <laughs> that was insane um, 600 miles yeah like you just you keep thinking like oh man like they're racing so hard like this thing's getting ready to you know finish out and then you realize like man we're only in the third or fourth stages like yeah oh so good i love the coke 600 yeah i've always liked
0: it um, but this year for whatever reason it really seemed to just be like up another notch, uh another yeah. notch. I don't okay. know what a lotch is, but <laughs> but it was up another notch and uh even uh Mayor Lee got to finish watching the end of it with me. Uh she was super excited about that. Um uh but uh no it was it was it was fun. It was worth it was worth the wait until Monday. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> um who was the guy who broke the record?
0: Uh for the which for the most miles yeah. run in a day? Justin Haley, yeah. Because he, he did the
2: both races, right? Yeah,
0: he did the Xfinity and the Cup Series race.
2: So he woke up on Monday and was like, I would drive six hundred miles oh, and then God. I would drive four hundred more.
1: <laughs> Three hundred more.
2: Ah 300 more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Quick maths, Maryland. I math. I actually ah. thought
2: it was four hundred for the other one, sorry.
0: Apparently she's a quicker songwriter than she is a mathematician. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that yeah, just actually, came to me. But that's uh, an impressive statistic. Uh, he he ran 898.5 miles.
1: Man, yeah, I couldn't even stay awake to watch both races let alone drive them. Right?
0: Nah. Um, I I didn't watch the Xfinity uh, as much as I'm sure it was good racing. I just didn't think I could handle it.
2: Yeah. I went to bed because I do other things than NASCAR and podcasting. <laughs> neither of those things pay me so <laughs> well, yet <laughs>
0: yet of course yeah with the media conglomerate that we are forming here yeah <laughs>
2: um,
0: i'm sure i'm sure it'll get there
1: i mean i'm happy with my three thousand dollars a week right now doing it but yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> you must get your official nascar tags did you
1: yeah exactly uh,
2: makes sense they fly you mm. in and out of the races too right
1: yeah, hundred percent. He's the
0: Goodyear blimp. Oh.
2: <laughs> that could be said for all of us. That's mean. Um,
0: well, maybe we should get into the racing then.
2: All right, let's, do it. <laughs> let's chat NASCAR, guys. We're gonna start off with after the checkers, which makes chronological sense. So, tell me who won the race,
1: Donnie? He's your boy, right, Ryan Blaney? After fifty nine races, going winless, he finally gets it done. And with the stage three to boot some of those points to go towards the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah, it was actually, it was a really
0: good race for Ford, ironically, because right. uh, we tore them a new one again last week. But uh, they won second stage two with Chris Buescher. Uh, yep. And uh, William Byron, just being who William Byron is, also managed to sneak one in there, too. He won the first stage. So uh, that's kind of how the... And the race played out,
1: um, but I honestly didn't see it playing out like that for Ford though. At the start, Kevin Harvick starting second and dropping back to 29th. Yeah,
0: SHR I, tanked
1: at the yeah, beginning. I thought it was going to be a rough day for the old blue ovals, but
0: felt a little bad for uh Tony Stewart in the booth. <laughs> he was talking about how it was just the sad reality that Fords are not doing well, and uh, but they they turned it around and they did. Let's um. Like let's not sugarcoat it. Ryan Blaney dominated the race. It wasn't like, oh, the fastest guy didn't win this week. Nope, the fastest guy definitely won.
1: Yeah, I mean, on those cautions when he could take off, like man, he just he could launch that thing, and yeah, yeah, he and just he had needed it going it. all day.
0: He needed a win. Um, I mean, oh. he we talked about a 59 race win this streak. Like he won the All Star race last year. Under questionable yeah, but, circumstances, I will add, uh, <laughs> with that window net situation. But, um, but it, it was good to see him get a get a points win.
1: Hundred percent, long overdue. He kind of like this is going to be a hot take. And a lot of people jump down my throat, put him in the same sentence. But he kind of reminds me of a Dale Jr. You know what I mean? Like he's got all the talent in the world, but just a lot of bad breaks seem to happen. Just some bad luck. You yeah. get the long drawn out stretches like is he ever gonna win again? Like, you know he's got the equipment, you know he's got the talent, but like you start to question like, did something go wrong? And like watching that race, I'm like, you know, if this guy finishes second or if he doesn't win, like, they gotta get a sports psychiatrist or something because like (laughs) there's something going on in his head that's just a block. But to be able to get that fifty nine like winless streak gone, start fresh, you know? You're showing up Sunday as the defending race winner like that's just gotta be a good feeling i'm happy for him it's a monkey he
0: needed to get off his back for sure yeah
1: 100 percent.
2: yeah he's pretty emotional in his uh i want to say acceptance speech but that's not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in his interview after he won the race <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i actually i think we've got a clip of his speech to share which is kind of another element we've been talking about adding in um it was super heartwarming i actually got to see it which was nice and we may have removed some of the sponsorship elements, but it'll still hit you in the feels. Roll that clip, Bev.
1: Man, this has uh, been a cool weekend. Obviously, obviously, Memorial Day weekend means a lot. Uh, I'm going up here watching Dad run this race for a long time. And um, it's so cool to just be a part of it, let alone win it. You know, you start to get to feel like you can't win anymore. and uh, But you don't win in a while. and um, Kind of get hard. So
2: just super thankful to the 12 guys for believing in me. And thank you guys for sticking around. Super emotional.
1: Yeah. Super Especially emotional. for a guy like Blaney, like the most emotion you ever see is like a smile and you're like, whoa, he's feeling it like yeah. to be that open and honest and just, oh man, heart wrenching stuff. It was awesome.
0: Well, I mean, if you look at how many winners we've had over the past two years, um, you know, it was a lot of different drivers have been able to find victory lane uh, even during the same timeframe,
1: uh, yeah. And drivers, and, you wouldn't expect to,
0: right. You know, like <laughs> it, it was, it was a very wide range. And then you look at, you look at Ryan Blaney who ran really, really well, consistently well last year, only driver,
1: um, not with a win to make it in.
0: Yeah. Um, but. and unfortunately he almost didn't make it in had, uh, had Kurt Busch not pulled his eligibility, Kirk Bush would have been in and Ryan Blaney wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. And I forget where he actually stood in the regular season standings, but it was second or third. And I think Truex was fourth.
1: Yeah. Truex was fourth. So I know it was either second or third.
0: Yeah. So it was first
1: a lot of the season too.
0: Right. So it wasn't like he was underperforming. There was just something not quite getting there. And I mean, if, if that doesn't resonate with all of us where, you know, just things have been going wrong and, You're kind of in a little bit of a rut, man. We've all been there. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we think these guys got it all together because they're making big money doing what they love. But just goes to show you that stuff can get in your head no matter
1: what's going on, right? Oh, for sure. And, I mean, you know, money's great. And, like, money means a lot to these guys, like any athlete. But, like, there's pride in this, too. Like, you don't get behind a wheel and just drive for a paycheck. Like, these guys live and die by the wheel. And, I mean, it just, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kinda like my iRacing
1: racing career, really. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I didn't
2: to be honest, say it. we had an interview with Evan after his last win and he was like all emotional, sitting in his rig in there. I'm <laughs> just I can't believe this happened after, you know, fifty-nine nights in a row.
0: Uh, that's cute. I got five wins on the season. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> okay, so now you're better than Ryan Blaney. Anyway
0: <laughs> No, I'm just saying my statistics are better than you're letting on.
2: Mm. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> it was a great moment for Ryan Blaney, but let's talk about some not so great moments. So, what happened during the red flag on lap one fifty eight? But actually, wait. Why was it red flagged? For those of us who may not know, and then give me the gist of what happened.
1: Rain. I mean, we're a red flag, yeah, rain. <laughs> That's the quickest way to say it.
2: Is that the, the only thing week. that 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 um red flags it actually?
0: I like. Uh, major wrecks um yeah. if there's lightning strikes within i think it's within a mile of the track uh, yeah, they red flag the event and okay. evacuate the stands uh, there's a few things but okay. rain is probably the
1: most common the
2: most common yeah i did know that <laughs> but
1: anyway the occasional driver might drive into one of the jet dryers and blow it up that will kind uh, of Yeah, stop to things, but that
0: that one-time thing that it's funny Juan Pablo Montoya is probably one of the most talented drivers the sport has ever seen in the sense of what he's accomplished across the world. Yeah, that's all NASCAR fans remember him for. Yeah, something broke on his car, he ran into the jet dryer. Yeah, (laughs) poor guy.
1: (laughs) I'd love to see him on a road course right now, NASCAR. It'd be interesting, right? Yeah,
0: Um, but as for what happened during the thank you during the red flag yeah um so uh bubba wallace and eric almarola had an exchange of words followed by uh probably one of the coolest headed guys in the garage as far as i know uh with uh with eric uh, gave bubba a big shove and um then security stepped in as they always do they ruin everything uh but um security stepped in and, and broke it up um so that's that's what went down.
2: Um. So Eric said, and I quote, just early in the race, I feel like I was running him pretty clean and I felt like he was racing me pretty dirty. He run me all over the racetrack and then he got me and he shot me the bird. So I just went to ask him, why are you throwing me the bird? Like I give, gave him a lot of room and gave him a lot of respect and he started mouthing off and just saying a lot of bad things and cussing. I got my point across. I let him know that it's not acceptable. He's not going to cuss at me and shoot me the bird.
1: Watch your profanities. Eric Almarola. <laughs> now, and would you like it?
2: to know what Bubba said <laughs> in return? Oh, let's you hear know.
0: what Bubba said.
2: It is, it's really very concise. He said, when you walk around with two faces, that is what you get. Just passionate, racing hard in the second stage. We finished fourth, so it was a good day.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah. like he said, if, you know, they're racing hard for stage two points. They're passionate. That's all it was. And then when asked about uh, Eric's reaction to him, he just said, walk around with two faces, that's what you get. So, clearly, he doesn't think Eric's as cool and calm and the guy that we all think he is, but Bubba I can did... get pretty hot under the collar, too, so I mean,
2: well, yeah. that like my he's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, well,
0: the, before, just real quick, man, before you jump over, because I know where you're going, but, um, I think it's, I think it's a uh, kind of unfortunate that we we never actually saw the racing that caused. Like I never saw a clip that made me go, ah, that makes sense why either one of them was upset. Yeah. Um, so like you, you know, got, so
1: was there a bigger story on the day?
0: Yeah. So it wasn't anything that was too egregious, I don't think.
2: Yeah. No. But I mean, that's like Fox mixed it right because like basically a, a a fan from the stands is who recorded the actual. Camera, yeah correct?
1: that's true yeah. fox came and get their camera guys <laughs> on it
0: yeah i'm Thankfully pretty sure they all literally took, crew. <laughs> pretty sure they literally <laughs> took the video off of like twitter and we're like
2: oh this is what uh this is what happened Completely <laughs> <laughs> missed it but thanks guys <laughs>
0: yeah well i mean that's that's fox for you yeah i uh actually i know this is well, let's, let's finish this topic up, but I, I, do want, I want to mention something about Fox before we leave completely.
2: Oh, I just, I also wanted to say that, like, Bubba sounds pretty negative toward Elmarola, whereas, like, I feel like Marola's quote is very much, like, what happened and factual, and Bubba's is full of feelings. But, like, honestly, last week Bubba was, like, talked about because he just, oh, flipped off a friend. But, like, that kind of sounds like a pattern of behavior now. <laughs> like...
1: But like my thing is like, I, like how how do you race a car this fast week in and week out, and someone flipping you the bird, like hurts your feelings enough that you're gonna go shove them? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the amount of people I run into in the day, like just driving around Fredericton, like yeah. all you hear is horns beeping and fingers waving. Like nobody's getting have, their cars and. But, uh, I don't but have a problem
2: driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know what? So this I don't is
2: know not. How to um, <laughs> well,
0: I think too, though. You know, if you look, look I'm at it,
1: it, when I'm in the city,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> but you think about it; these guys are always hot-headed. Which, like, we saw hot-headedness to the max this weekend. Um, oh gosh! But like this, that Bubble Wallace had this. Christmas. we're going to get to it Donnie calm down don't ruin it don't ruin it um but we've seen this with Bubba in the past with uh Alex Bowman uh Bowman said he flipped him off for a whole lap before he finally wrecked him uh we saw this back in the day between uh Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Bush at Martinsville um uh might have been Kurt Busch but it was one of the Bush brothers and they said if he would just stop flipping me off and drive his crap maybe I wouldn't have to beat the bumper off of him um it, it seems like, for whatever reason, uh, it, when these guys are racing, the
1: finger really means something. Um, well,
0: like, that's that- the
1: thing with Bubba. Like, I don't think he's lying one bit. I was racing for stage two points, and it's passionate. Like, he's a passionate guy. He wears his heart on his sleeve. You know where he stands on every issue. There's nobody harder on Bubba than Bubba. Like, I just, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. You got to know who you're dealing with. Like,
0: sure. But let me run this by you. then. If you're racing for stage two points, why don't you flip them off after the stage is done? Why don't you get your points and then worry about it? Because how, how hard is it to
1: throw up a finger?
2: I don't know. They're driving like, pretty At 180 fast. Like, mile an thinking. hour.
0: <laughs> if we're talking about how hard these guys are racing, like Al Merola says just early in the race, I felt like I was running him pretty clean and felt like he was racing me pretty dirty. That tells me they're racing pretty stinking close. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's but not. I'm just saying maybe
1: where when he drove past me, he flipped me the bird. Well, if you're driving past the guy, I'd say you're racing. No, I'm not saying he's not racing. I'm just saying maybe just maybe if if it's that close to
0: the end of the stage, finish the stage, get your points and then settle it. I, I don't I don't know. He understand. was going
1: past him. He was still racing. I'm just saying Bubba has gotten himself the one going the wrong way. Sure. But I'm just saying Bubba Wallace has gotten himself. You're you're not going to see that middle finger if you stay in front of him.
0: I'm just (laughs) saying Bubba Wallace has gotten himself in multiple (laughs) situations by flipping people off. Maybe he just needs to not do that so frequently. Maybe he needs to just do it when it counts. I'm not saying it's wrong to be passionate, but Bubba Bubba has proven that he needs to keep his emotions in check. And he's not great at it. And I but say like, that. No, listen, I say that yeah. he 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 didn't like it when Alex wrecked him for flipping him off. He didn't like it so much that when Alex was on the ground getting treated by medical professionals, he uh, sprayed him in the face with water. OK, How
1: do you wreck a guy
0: for flipping you off. Like he flipped him off for the, the whole like, race and blocked him. He blocked him for a whole lap and flipped him off while he was doing it. So he just moved him. Anyway, moving on. Then he throws water in Alex Bowman's face afterwards while he's being treated by medical professionals. Man, we're years That's, back now. Hang on. I'm like, telling you, you that you he has... Anything I'm telling, about
1: Alex Bowman.
0: I am telling you that Bubba Wallace has a history of not keeping his emotions in check. We saw it again last year when he wrecked Kyle Larson in the same way that Chase Elliott wrecked... Um, Danny this weekend because he got upset that yeah, Kyle raced him a certain way.
2: That. That I'm was, just yeah, telling you, no,
1: I'm,
0: I'm I agree. There's no excuse for that. But Bubba has a habit of not allowing his emotions to stay in check, and until he does that, other drivers are going to take that accordingly, whether it's yeah, warranted I mean, or not.
1: But like I actually, I'm going to be like,
0: honest. I'm going to be honest. When I saw this portion of the podcast, I didn't think this is where it was going to go. And that this is going to be this heated this early. But (laughs) as as much as I like Bubba Wallace, he's got to learn to keep his emotions in check, both positive and negative. He beats up on himself and then he beats up on others. He never once is just a neutral vanilla
1: driver. He doesn't need to be like, why, why can't he be emotional? Like, why can't he have emotion? Why can't he run hot? He's not, out there like, well, besides the Larson incident. But, I mean, like, you're like, he just learned this week that he needs to check his emotion. Like, why does he? He got shoved, he got back in his car, he finished fourth. Where's Almerola? 14th. Like, Bubba just got his fourth top five of the season. Like, he doesn't need to do anything different. They're finding their stride. They're making grounds at 23-11. Like, I, I love having guys on the track that are going to, let you know how they feel like does it make him look like an idiot at times yeah does he have to eat crow sometimes yeah but i mean he's also being himself like i'm sick and tired of seeing guys like chase elliot who just you know say yeah. what their pr team tells them to and like no bubba's good he's great for the sport he's okay, got talent. But,
0: but he also can't be upset when people react how they want to react but you can't wreck
1: a guy for flipping you off, like, he and I don't—he wasn't upset. Like, you don't hear him complaining that Eric should be suspended or he needs to. Like, he just no. It was past. He called him two-faced. It's I wouldn't old. say that was a. I wouldn't say that was a compliment. Are Eric's feelings hurt? Like, have you reached out to Eric? We're to Bubba's. Okay. I'm just like, saying, okay. Bubba has a history, buddy. Come on, like, bro, you're you're really uh, reaching now. But he okay. called him names after the race. Okay.
2: Okay. Before this becomes a Bubba and just, Eric situation, no, no.
1: Because I'm just saying, Bubba has a history of
0: always being in the news, and it's never, never. I shouldn't say never. It's rarely for the positive reasons. Bubba's having a great year. That should be the focus. The last two weeks, what's he been in the news for? Flipping people off and getting in an altercation. He did. He flipped a friend off last week. So right, like, but it was. But I'm talking about having awareness of where you are in the
1: situation you're in. Oh my and God. he doesn't right so we want another driver that isn't themselves doesn't show personality and just does what the sport tells you to do and be on your best behavior at all times
0: come i'm on. not saying i'm not saying he has to be on best behavior but i'm saying it's okay to let your actions on the track speak for themselves
1: and i'd say a top five did that at the coke 600 sure like
0: i'm not saying it doesn't i'm just saying that it's oftentimes it's shrouded in all of the fog that comes from the other stuff that he does.
1: Okay, this
2: Okay
0: and and I will say this. Bubba is under more Stop. scrutiny than any other driver in the field.
1: Yeah, like if this is somebody else, we're not talking about it because it's not an issue. But like that's what's stupid is this kid gets piled on week after week for the smallest things. and yet those same people that pile on him are, well, Trey shouldn't be suspended. This is Kozlowski's fault. Like, come on, man. I want to defend Bubba every day of the week. Like, okay, you've led into
0: the, you've led into the chase thing, so we'll go there, Uh, because we're obviously not going to completely agree on this one, but, but that's okay.
1: (laughs) Just to sum it up, you're mad because he gives fingers and he calls people names, and I never said I was mad.
2: Why are you bringing it up again? He was willing to move on.
1: All right, let's just get into the chase Elliot thing, man. Okay, maybe we both can agree on this. Hopefully. Well, I think, I think we will. Um,
0: all right, so basically Chase Elliott makes himself the story of the week uh, after Denny Hamlin raced him a little hard on a restart. Uh, they did make contact multiple times. Having said that, with the air the way it is in these cars, I don't think Denny did anything malicious or anything there. He just got tight and got into him. And
1: there was no reason to. Both of them are running high in the standings. Right. Like, they're both in the top ten at the time.
0: Right. So then on the exit of turn four, Chase comes off the wall. Um, After Denny gets into him, they get up into the wall. Chase then comes off the wall, hooks Denny Hamlin in the right rear, which sends him head on into the front stretch wall at speed. Uh, Today, uh, Tuesday, which is just prior to when we're recording, uh, it was announced that Chase Elliott has been suspended for one race, uh, but it doesn't appear that there will be an additional points penalty or anything of that nature. However, he will need to request... A championship eligibility waiver. Uh, now, according to Bob Pocris on Twitter, he um, the waiver has been granted in the past for drivers that have faced a one race suspension. So that'll be interesting to see if he gets it or not. Um, I don't see a world in which they don't give Chase Elliott the the waiver. Uh, and so it's important to mention that this does seem consistent with the penalty for the same actions last year uh, that were given to Bubba Wallace. Yeah, Is that about sum it up for sure?
1: And, like, personally, I think it should. Like, I like I don't think he should be in the playoffs. Like, if you're going to do something that dangerous, like, you literally can end a guy's career by doing what he did. Yeah, he can end his life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, know. that's the thing. Like, I like to think these cars are safer, that that's going to not happen. But, I mean, that's always a possibility when we're racing at these speeds and you're, you're right on with that. And, like, to be able to just... Like the things that we get penalized for and fined for parts and stuff, and all this is is a week suspension. Like it's ridiculous. Like, and it was the same last year, or I think it was last year, Bubba and Larson. Like, yeah, like he should have been like he should have been sat down. And you know, Bubba's my guy, but like, I I don't (laughs) think a week's enough. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's the most dangerous thing you could do in a race car and yeah the fact that it's just going to be a week off after having already four this year and uh, yeah
0: yeah um i think for me um i I want to be c- clear that i'm not anti retaliation um <laughs> by any stretch at <laughs> the bubba I, i'm not um
1: You know, I I think if... uh, Just no (sighs) name-calling. No hand gestures. But anything besides those two things, I'm for. Listen, I'm all for... I already told you, I'm all for Bowman wrecking
0: him because he wasn't happy with the hand gestures. I'm all for that. I'm all for Denny Hamlin taking Ross Chastain out of Phoenix. I'm all for that. I mean, I think it was...
1: So you really are for... I just want to make sure we're clear on this because we differ very much on your... Fine with somebody wrecking somebody because They flip them off You think that's uh, enough of a thing To throw someone Into the wall or spin someone out Ruin their chance at points Ruin their like With a win and you're in situation now Every race matters huge But if someone sure. flips a finger You say wreck them
0: I'm okay with a driver determining What they're going to put up with Wow. Okay but Having said that at no point Ever uh, should that determination make you go in your head? Okay, I'm going to turn this guy head on into the wall. Like I, uh, I, I just want to I recognize- can't get around
1: this man because like to be a dead horse. Like you're like you're saying I'm fine with drivers taking into their own hands. So like why is it wrong when Bubba takes things in his own hands and flips somebody off instead of wrecking them?
0: Like Because I have no issue with him doing that. I'm simply saying that if he doesn't want those situations, then perhaps he should put the finger away. Yeah. I never said he shouldn't do it. I'm simply saying that the fact he's been in the news for it more than his results on track should make him consider. Maybe I should do that less and allow my results to talk.
1: I just think any driver, if they're going to wreck somebody for words like that's pathetic you should be racing a race car, like sure. That, that's okay. my opinion on that. So we'll differ on that. Like,
0: yeah, that's fine. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. Like I said, I'm all for retaliation. As far as you know, if uh, if somebody wrongs you and you want to wreck them, you know, going into turn one or two or whatever, you can get to the inside and wreck them, and get them up against the wall, whatever. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with turning people head on into the wall intentionally. Yeah. Um, we have enough extremely dangerous situations that arise in NASCAR, um, naturally because of the racing that happens. I mean, let's look at Daytona Talladega as perfect example. You can't control the way that those cars hit and have impacts. NASCAR does a really good job of doing everything they can to get the cars as safe as they can. We don't need to be doing this stuff. And I think NASCAR set the precedent right last year in suspending Bubba for that race. Yeah. hundred Um,
1: I th- and like I said, I, I think believe... it should have been more. But
0: Yeah, and I am glad that they suspended Chase Elliott here in this instance. Uh, if for nothing else, it's a really bad look to suspend the one black driver and yeah. <laughs> not suspend your most popular driver in the same situation. Uh, so I, I think I'm, I'm glad NASCAR's hand was kind of forced into doing this because of what they did last year. I think it's good to see consistency in the sport. Yeah, And I think it's absolutely disgusting that,
1: that that was the reaction. Um, And I'll agree with you. Like, I, like, retaliation, I'm all for it. When it involves, like, you know, (laughs) you're getting into me or, like, you're racing me dirty. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm not about it for words. I'm not about it because I don't like a guy. Like, they got to wrong you on the track. And that's the thing. You're at the Coke 600. Like, it's the longest race of the year. You got ample time to... You know, spin Denny out, or get in his way. Like there, there's lots of things you can do just to tick him off and let him know you're not happy. But to friggin' put a guy right hook him into a wall. Like, did you see the inside of Denny's car? Like yeah, that was it was brutal, wild. man. Yeah. Like I don't.
0: It uh, it didn't even look like he had a Hans device on, no, man. It, like, it was <laughs> like scary. it was wild. Yeah, yeah. and I. I think I could even ignore some of the stupidity of it if, if it didn't even take himself. Like it wasn't even a wise decision in the sense that I'm going to eliminate this guy and not affect myself. The guy is dying for points. Yeah. Needs to die Dying for the opportunity to win is running good and has a good. Yeah. After missing, I forget how many races he missed, five or seven or something like that. Yeah.
1: Well, what in the world? Why is that your decision? And going into the um, wall doesn't ruin these cars anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's a time where that's the end of your day if you get up in the wall. Oh, you mean when he brushed the wall yeah. before
0: the. Re- yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant he oh, didn't know. <laughs> I was like, that. no, that car was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That, that little brush with the wall. Wasn't going to end his day. How many times did we see Christopher Bell, um, Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle get into the Williams wall yesterday? Blake. Yeah. And they had great what? ends to that race. It was completely unwarranted and really stupid. And over the past few weeks, we've been seeing a personality from Chase Elliott that I'm not necessarily um, sure why. <laughs> but like when Gregson Chastain get in the fight, he got involved and opened his mouth and said, somebody has to do it. Which normally we don't see that side from Chase Elliott. Um, This incident is not characteristic of Chase Elliott, um, or at least not the Chase Elliott we've seen. So I don't know if he hit his head while he was snowboarding, but
1: I mean you have to say he did or something because like to do. Yeah, here's the thing: like you know, there's 36 guys out there on the track, and there's a handful of champions in our sport. And those guys with the championship badge on their fire suit, you know what I mean? You hold them to a higher standard. Like, you're an ambassador to the sport, you're NASCAR's most popular driver. And the fact that you still have thousands of people online today defending these actions, trying to put the blame on Hamlin or put the blame on Kozlowski, like, it's just, it's sickening to see. Like, be better.
0: Yeah, I will say, um, I'm all for being a fan of your driver, but yeah. you still got to be able to admit when they're wrong. That's it.
1: I'll, um, like, I would not argue with anybody that what Bubba did to Larson, like,
0: yeah, horrible. Yeah. No, I think we're on the same page. Feels good, as much man. as As much as you're still upset about my comments about Bubba <laughs> and how you're misconstruing them. You but, just
1: hate the Toyota you know, boys, I know.
0: I don't. I like Christopher Bell quite a bit. And actually, I like Bubba. I have nothing against Bubba. I h- want to see him be successful. I just, just the name
1: Collins kind of stop.
0: No, I just think he's his own worst enemy with his with his reactions. Even the way he reacts to himself. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like we can't go back here again. <laughs> no, we're done. Okay, we, we can move on. on. Yes, my gosh.
0: <laughs> I'm sure we'll hit it up again next week. <laughs>
2: uh, so I now feel that after the checkers discussion is done except before we go into the next segment i'll give you guys an opportunity that has nothing to do with the last four drivers we just talked about but you can give a standout for the week it can be a winner or a loser but one highlight outside of what we've discussed already outside of what you have beat to death already do you have a standard of the week
0: (laughs) and to be clear this is replacing the winners and losers segment that we've been doing yeah it's um, because
2: you don't get, you don't stop at one winner and one loser. You give like two and three each time. So it got a little long. So
0: that's okay. At least Fun I didn't thing. just always pick the winner of the race as the winner. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Wait till um, you hear
1: my stand but, up,
0: buddy. <laughs> I will say we, we never actually mentioned that we changed the format a little bit, but, um, this, this is one of the critical or one of the core components that we changed. So, um, who wants to? Uh, who wants to take the first crack at a winner? You go ahead, man. It is
1: standout or loser. It's a standout, not winner or loser. It could be either or standout you're, of the week.
2: You're
0: right. Well, my standout of the week is Zane Smith. The uh, Coca-Cola 600, longest race of the season. Uh, part-time driver uh, doesn't have a whole lot of experience in Cup, and he brought that car home in tenth. Uh,
1: and I think that's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to finish top 10 in any race, like that's, you know, special. But for it to be Coke 600, awesome showing. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I want to say Ryan Blaney was my standout, <laughs> but I'll do you one better. Since, <laughs> since that's too predictable and I can't pick the winner, how about that Roger Penske, eh? Team uh-huh. owner, not only winning the Coke 600, but also winning the Indy 500 earlier in the day. I mean, I don't think you're going to have too many better Sundays than that Sunday. spot. First team owner to do that, mind you. What's that? First team owner to ever do that, by the way. and I mean, even Tony Stewart said, like, if this guy ever gets an F1 team, watch out. Like, that's pretty high praise right there.
0: It is, although at his age, I think that ship may have (laughs)
1: slightly sailed.
0: Yeah. He's not a young man. That's for sure. What about you, Merrilee? You got a standout
2: this week? I actually do because I meant to like put it in somewhere that I was going to mention this, but I loved the um, 45. I think it's... Riddick. Yeah, Tyler, yep. oh. Tyler Riddick, oh, Yeah, Tyler Reddick. His car was so pretty. Right. That Carolina blue oh. took me right back to 14-year-old Merrilee. <laughs> and like I was in love with the man who loved the entire Heels. Well, I a think boy. At fourteen,
0: you're probably in love with
2: a boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a boy, but like it's it's a pretty car. Yeah. Not because I just the Carolina Blue is just beautiful. I was I was like, ooh, I really like that.
1: So would you say it was a bit of a matte blue, or was there?
2: No. Yeah. Probably a matte blue. Yeah. <laughs> I get. I didn't realize though that that's um the one that's owned by Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan
1: yeah.
2: Which makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty cool. Like you, you know. He went to Tyre Heels like he was at North Carolina University, grew up in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah.
2: Wilmington, correct? It
1: was a sick car for sure.
2: Yeah, it was really nice. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Something I noticed. (laughs) Pretty (laughs) cars. All right, guys. So let's get ready. We're now headed to St. Louis. So Evan, want to start off our before the green portion with a little knowledge about the track we're headed to?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this week we're headed to uh, Gateway Raceway Park. Um, It's currently due to sponsorship. It's called the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, It is in Illinois, just east of St. Louis and the mighty Mississippi River. Uh, It is one and a quarter miles oval. Uh, It is slightly egg-shaped, much like Darlington, uh, but obviously a lot smaller. Uh, So turns one and two are quite a bit tighter than turns three and four. Uh, Not a lot of banking quite uh, quite a bit of a flatter track. Uh, the track originally opened in 1967 as just a drag strip. And then they expanded to a road course in 1985. And then they added the oval 10 years later in 95. Uh, the truck series began racing here in 98 until the track closed in 2010. Uh, racing did resume with the track in 2012, but the trucks did not return until 2014. And the cup series didn't debut here until last year, meaning this will be only our second event at the facility
1: quite the history lesson
2: <laughs> right i i don't know why i they, try they they, they must try. have called it the gateway because of the arch right like isn't that called the gateway to the midwest or something
0: yeah yeah and there's um uh, there's actually a town not far from there actually called gateway which i didn't know that oh. um but presume i should say a suburb but yeah presumably yeah. also named after the-, <laughs> the gateway to the anywhere
1: West. near gateway college
2: yeah, so that would yeah. be this. It's not called that anymore. Oh, okay. That's that's our Thursday night podcast. Right. <laughs> <remember>? <laughs> but yeah, it's right there too. That's the same. I think the same reason it's called Gateway, oh. like or it was the Arch. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, what are you guys looking forward to this week? Let's start with you, Don.
1: Looking forward to some racing. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly, it's just I'm, I'm looking forward to see how this track runs. uh We've only seen it one other time, so I'm just kind of excited to see if it's going to play out the same way it did last year. Like, is Joey going to be in the top, like Kyle Bush? You know, your normal guys you expect to see running up top, or will we get some surprise?
2: Chase Elliott?
1: <laughs> I don't think Chase is going to do too well this week.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I guess I'll take my shot here then at what I'm looking forward to, uh, looked at the stats from last year and Corey LaJoy finished in dead last place. Uh, and although we haven't addressed this as of yet, it is important to mention that Corey LaJoy is going to be filling in for, um, for Chase Elliott this weekend. So Corey LaJoy is going to be in top tier equipment for the first time in his NASCAR cup series career. Uh, so it'd be really interesting to see where he ends up. Obviously I don't think Corey LaJoy, finished seventh or finished dead last last year because of the performance of the car so much as obviously there was an incident, uh, but it will be kind of cool to see how far he can progress
2: forward. All right. Well, I'm not sure who's keeping track of points outside of Ethan, but we're at a tie once again this week with each of you only earning a point with your picks. So I think it's safe to say you guys are either equally as good are equally as bad at predicting winning and top finishes So since it's a tie and Don picked first last week Apparently we're starting with Evan this week Yeah and I
1: picked the win last week number. So obviously I'm not the one to ask
0: So j- Hang on just to be clear we're not tied It's 17 to 16 Right For who? Um, so why for are you picking first? Because, because we've a- tied The last three oh. weeks uh, and so you got to pick first last week, so I get to pick first this week.
2: Sorry, you're both incrementally moved up by one, so really there's been no right. change. Yeah. My apologies. Uh,
0: I just wanted to be sure that everyone knew so that next right, week when sure. I take a, when I take a one-point lead again, it's actually going to, you know, I'm just progressing forward, right?
2: You think that's going to happen with Kyle Bush?
0: Just because you can see my notes... <laughs>
2: You, I did. I'm guessing.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> um. Well, time to pick with joy. Thank you to Mary Lee for. Thank you to Mary Lee for ruining <laughs> the podcast. What did you say, Donnie?
1: It's the time to take with joy. I guess. Was <laughs> that, is that the- your second pick? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's who I want for my second pick.
2: I did not tell him that.
0: Oh
1: man. <laughs> Wow, you guys are jerks! to steal them now. See, here's, if it wasn't here's the such problem: a the pick I would.
0: Well, I mean, it was one thing when Mayor Lee, when Mayor Lee said Kyle Bush, I was like, "Oh, that's a bummer." I'm annoyed that she would do that to me. But now I'm just like, "Am I the most predictable person ever?"
2: This isn't because even the first time we predicted this. I've predicted your guesses before. Your pick, Mystic Mare, but like.
0: Yeah, you pick Josh Berry. Um I I never pick Bowman because he just hasn't I, I always try to avoid picking Bowman, but apparently when there's a fill-in
1: driver, I'm like, yeah, I'll pick him. <laughs> I get it though. I wouldn't want to pick anyway, Bowman either for anything.
0: Shut up. My first pick of the week is Kyle Bush. Um yeah.
2: <laughs> Didn't see breaking that
0: news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for his pick, Donnie.
1: High pot. Choose the guy that's going to finish last. This Let's see who it is. On kettle. Let's go with Martin Truex.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really yeah. out there. Yeah, never saw it's that exotic, one going. Right. Uh I yeah, so um my second pick <laughs> is Corey LaJoy. <laughs> I almost took the pick that I had there's my third in case you happen to take him. I don't know why.
2: <laughs> yeah, why is worried? Although I, I worry. will say,
0: I I will say the the pick I kind of got called out on last week. Austin Dillon was the best finisher out of all four of ours this week. So,
1: yeah, yeah, he finished ninth. I'm trying to think who my picks were. Oh yeah, yeah Harvick.
0: Right. Yeah, so. Maybe we should stop making fun of Evan's pick so much and just maybe
1: get some points of your own. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know how you plan on getting that extra point with Corey, but we'll see.
0: Kyle's we the extra point. <laughs> he's going
1: <laughs> to get the win and Corey is going to finish well. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, Bubba Wallace. Honestly, what I wanted to do was Joey Logano, but I refused to pick him anymore this year because he's
0: Well, and to be fair, what's the chances he's going to go back-to-back at the first half?
1: Honestly, yeah. Probably pretty good. (laughs) Especially now that you didn't pick him. (laughs) I mean, I could have ruined this whole week, but I'm going to give Joey a break Mm -hmm. and take Bub on this one. With an honorable mention of Christopher (laughs) Bell. up.
0: Oh, we're doing honorable mentions (laughs) now, are we? We had to get rid of winners and losers because I picked too many guys, but now you're just picking random... This is a new segment, Random Don, mention.
1: seven picks of the week. <laughs> <laughs> seven
2: chances to win. I think one of these 36 <laughs> will
0: win. All right. Um, so let's move into another new segment that we're going to start doing. I don't think this is normally I, – I know this podcast has run a little longer than it normally Ooh, does. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think this is normally going to be the case. I don't think there's usually that many topics that get Donnie and I <laughs> as uh, – as debating as we were, but this segment, uh, we're calling it the in between and merely is looking at the elements of NASCAR that maybe don't fall into race weekend. So they're not before the green, they're not after the checkers. They're kind of in between what the race teams do to prepare, uh, things like that. So, uh, Marilee, why don't you, uh, why don't you jump into, into the segment for the week?
2: All right, guys. Well, it's week one of this, and I am going to talk about the race schedule, so from the time the checkered flag flies until they wave the next screen, there's a week of work that's happening between the scenes, behind the scenes, between the scenes, whichever. And I'm going to take a look at that. And first, we'll start with the schedule. So, of course, our expansive audience knows that during this week, the great NASCAR podcast of BTGATC is recording. And that's a huge slot on the calendar for all of NASCAR but I'm also going to share what's happening for the NASCAR teams from Sunday to Sunday. So teams are showing up on a race and so on Sunday and just racing. But everything is happening in between. So let's start on Monday. So Monday's a rest and recovery day. Tuesday testing begins, and so like they're getting ready for the next race. Wednesday, they're still doing adjustments, testing, confirming they're ready for the upcoming race. And Thursday is actually travel day from, like, one location to the next. Of course, some driver, some of the team may have already arrived. But then Friday is?
0: Friday is practice or qualifying day, depending Friday's... on the schedule of the week.
2: Yeah, Friday is most of the time qualifying day, um, which is, of course, critical, which we'll talk about later. To determine the starting lineup, and then Saturday is practice. So, all of that data that the team has accrued over the last week, then their experience in qualifying, they're putting all that together on Saturday and practicing and getting ready for the main event, which happens on
1: Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday.
2: Yeah. Which is like, Sun- when you think about it, a pretty rigorous schedule for 10 months of the year, actually. Like, they're not just hanging out at home and then showing up at a racetrack, it's work. Six days of the week, essentially.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, you mix in there, too. Like, the the haulers leave the track, get back to the shop. They clean the entire trailer out. They get the cars out, unload, get all the equipment out. So, say you're going from an oval to a short track or to a road course or something like that, using different equipment, get everything all loaded back up and back on the road, too. Um, There's a lot of elements all involved there, for sure.
1: It's honestly going to be one of the most yeah, grueling maybe. schedules in sports. Like the yeah. fact that you're done what November and then you're running the clock Like you know what I mean. You got the clash. You got the duels. Like it isn't just like you're right back into it. Like we got the shortest off season, which I'm not complaining about.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think in I think including <laughs> the non-points races, I think it's 38 uh, of 39 weeks in a row. I think we only have the one off week for yeah, Father's Day. That's what,
2: I think uh, it makes sense why the families are often traveling with them. Oh yeah. right. Like it makes total yeah. sense when you think about how much it is. Cause like I I'm not I'm just gonna make an assumption here, but like every other sport has a home base and then they just like get in a bus or get on a plane, go play, come back. Like all their practice is happening in their home base. Whereas Typically, like NASCAR's yeah. home base is really Whichever the race is, right? Like wherever they're headed is kind of where they're working. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's also too. Like it explains why so many of the top earning drivers have their own planes uh, right. and you know teams and stuff too.
2: Yeah. Anyway, that was a little in between.
1: Help us if Chastain cool. never gets so. a jet. I said, help Lord, help Sorry. us if Chastain never gets a jet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was actually gonna mention chastain after all of the discussion about the other two but i figured they were fighting for chastain's like
1: spotlight. you know what honestly i gotta say i'm proud of ross he's staying out of the news yeah
2: but fair, we haven't heard about him
1: <laughs> to be fair you really had to go above and beyond
0: to be a highlight <laughs> this like a headline news article this week it's true um not only this week, last week too. You never heard a peep at the all star race. Out of right, Ross the Chastain, one race where you says. can really
1: wreck anybody and it not matter,
0: and he just <laughs> and justify it by it was yeah, a million or exactly. nothing. <laughs> yeah, and actually, we all would have loved him if he had to cause the yeah. caution last week.
2: <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna move on <laughs> to Corey's question. So sweet, the
0: last segment of the night,
2: the last segment of the night or day, whatever time you're listening to this. So, when qualifying is rained out, how is the starting order determined, folks?
1: Well, I have two college degrees, and it's over my head, so I'm going to let heaven take this one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He only has one. He quit the other one because he couldn't buy the right textbook.
0: (laughs) That's not why I quit. Uh, (laughs) That was just a symptom of the bigger issue. I just didn't care. Um. Yeah. So, Corey, great question, actually, Um, especially with the way that the current system is. uh, It's a little bit of a mind twister to to get to it a little bit. Uh, Currently, NASCAR uses what is called a qualifying metric when qualifying is canceled, Um, regardless of why qualifying is canceled. It always applies. So NASCAR doesn't release 100 percent how it works. They have a mathematical formula that they plug the data into. Uh, As far as that precise formula, they don't give us, but they do give us the base metric. So the metric uses four separate specific data points uh, with various weight given to those data points. And I know that all sounds really confusing, um, especially because you can't visualize it. So let me break it down a little further. So 25% is based upon the driver's finish in the most recent points event. So this week when qualifying was canceled, It wasn't based upon the results at North Wilkesboro. It was actually, it was actually based upon results at Darlington. Likewise, another 25% of that is based upon the car owners finish in the most recent points event. 15% is based upon the ranking of the driver's fastest lap in the most recent points event. And 35% is based upon the team's rank in the owner's standing. I think, this is probably the most confusing thing I've ever tried to explain to somebody or tried and to understand like, when it comes you know, to your NASCAR. fan
1: base, NASCAR. Like you remember 2013, it was the owner's points. You line them up however they stand yeah. by the owner. Like what's yeah. wrong with that? Like if it ain't broke, don't make it algebra. That's my saying.
0: Well, <laughs> and I think it was like, I think from 2013 all the way back to the beginning, I believe that's how yeah. it was set. Um, to my knowledge, I mean, it's, it's a little hard to get some of the research into yearly rule changes, uh, cause NASCAR does love to change the rules a bit, but that's the way that made the most sense. And then you had space given for the only, uh, the only different factor there is if there was a previous champion that was in the field, they got a championship provisional same as Jimmy Johnson still gets that now, if there's too many cars qualifying, but it's uh it's a weird system I don't I don't care for it
2: honestly when I look at the percentages of 25 25 fifteen and 35 I feel like this is just a weird way to be like we're just gonna pick who we want to start and we're gonna tell you random like percentage like why wouldn't it be four quarters at least no no 15 And that's 35. only
1: because me added like all just... those up and got 84 so she's just confused
2: <laughs> no <laughs> okay like well 84 where's the 84 percent
0: come
1: from
2: <laughs>
0: oh, i was gonna say 12 we literally had the same <laughs> joke with different percentages
2: okay that's, that's all bad. we
0: need marily and i have the same sense of humor so often we like you know something will happen and we'll equally respond with the same thing that's all we need is a third person in that <laughs> in that group uh,
2: right. but yeah anyway that's just my feelings on the percentages like it's just oh, weird
0: i should mention though great question cory that was a that was a good question
2: and i hope you're happy that i didn't do your voice this week apparently he was very upset about that i got a text message
0: <laughs> well <laughs> but I, I he keep was very valley girl well i keep trying to convince cory to call in and record <laughs> it for us um i want take a couple seconds and and he could do that but as of yet, he's still a little mic shy. So if uh, maybe we can get a few comments on the Facebook, ask him to record it next week, and maybe that'll maybe that'll convince him.
2: All right. Well, I'm gonna just say let's wrap this one up. So if you're still listening at before this point, before we do, should we talk about you. Bubba again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm literally gonna say thank you for listening through all of that argument. <laughs> So that's a wrap on the seasonings episode. And we're so glad you stuck with us as we took a look at before the green at worldwide technology park in St. Louis after the checkers at the Coca-Cola 600 in Charlotte and a little of the in-between. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, the best thing you can do for us is to share this with someone else that likes NASCAR and ridiculously friendly banter or arguing, or at least one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) We also encourage you to like and follow us on Instagram at BTGATC podcast and on Facebook at Before the Green and After the Checkers. And we hope you'll all come back next week too.
0: See ya. later.